Art of Relationship Show is copywritten. No one is to use any portion of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. Greg welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with numerous marital and relationship problems. There will be no more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Detroit's love guru. <laughs> Hey everybody, happy Monday. I am your host of the Art of Relationship show. As always, <laughs> Greg Dzinski, I'm a fully licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, uh, Metro Detroit area, and have been for a very long time. Hopefully everybody's doing okay. And for those of us that had to change uh, the clocks back, right, an hour, um, how many people love it? How many people hate it? It's funny, we get that extra hour of sleep, right? But then at night, it's, you know, 9 o'clock, it feels like 10 o'clock. You know, we're like, oh, dragging butt. So by the end of today, probably be dragging booty big time. Hopefully everybody's doing, you know, doing okay. <coughs> and uh, get rid of a little tick on my throat. And talking about, you know, I want you to be able to join the discussion uh, down below, right below the video, you can throw questions out, any insights, any comments. As always, you can give me a call uh, and I'll take your you know, question or insights, whatever, uh, live on the air as well. And I won't mention your name unless you give me permission, okay? Um, that is 313-736-5157. One more time, 313-736-5157. 57. Hopefully everybody's doing okay. I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to talk about, hey, Trayvon, welcome. Uh, going to kick it off and talking about being there. And what does that mean uh, for you, your relationship, and what is your concept of being there for um, your loved one and also have them being there for you? And it, it's sort of a mixed bag. Everyone talks about relationships being 50-50. And it's a balance, okay? It's not going to be 50-50 all the time. People are lying to you, but you want that, you know, somewhat of a balance. Like I said, you know, numerous shows throughout the years, I talk about, you know, sometimes it might be 70% all about you, 30% about your partner, and then it switches 80-20, that type of thing, where it balances out. And being there in times of need, it talks about, you know, it's easy. Relationships are great. Marriages are great. Everything's going smooth. However, when, you know what, the proverbial crap hits the fan, you know what, what do you do if you have a sick uh, loved one, okay? You have a sick, maybe your father, or your mother, whatever, or sister, whatever, is dying of cancer. And how is your partner there for you And you have kids and it's overwhelming and you have to work and you're dealing with all this? This is real life for a lot of people. Or if you are you know say you have cancer and you're you know have a terminal cancer and it's very difficult how are you there for each other and do you look at is it easy no it's not easy you know you look at not only the financial heartache and the upset and the devastation uh, illness or even a family member you know endures 
Um, and it could definitely hit your pocketbooks big time too. But what do you do to be there for each other? And what are your expectations of your partner being there for you? Um, talking about, you know, maybe you have a family that is a family member that's dying and, you know, not even hospice yet. And we know, you know, the medical community and medical system and the health insurance community um, is not the best. Everyone, you know, it's great, it's good in America, all this stuff, but there's a lot of people that can't afford the care. And it's based on, you know, what type of insurance you are, how much money you have. Let's face it, that's how America is, right? and you know that you can't even afford to take work off whatever to help care for your loved one it's sad but it's the reality that we deal with in this country and a lot of people think you know it's great it's great and all this stuff it still needs a lot of work where we're able to maybe tend for our loved ones um you know while they're sick or in hospice and all that stuff and we don't have to worry about the financial hardship that it takes okay and uh Trevo, you mentioned you know, I'd say try to give 100% all the time. And, yes, sometimes we may fall short, but we do the best we can do. And I agree with that. And all the time, you know, there's sometimes where we're emotionally um, traumatized and we can't be there for our loved ones. And we try to, you know, be there. And our intentions are to be there for them. Oop, as I almost slip in my chair. And, you know, it's not difficult. Say, you know what, you have a parent that's, you know, dying of cancer and your partner or spouse boyfriend girlfriend is has the same thing a parent dying of you know whatever uh you know long-term illness diabetes or whatever and you both have to be in two different places you have kids and you don't have any other family members to rely on say you don't have you know any other siblings you don't have or they're you know out of town out of state they live a long time away and it's one of those situations it's very very difficult and it's one of those things uh, talking about um, you know how do you do that and it's part of life and not that we want that we want everything to be hunky-dory and people loved ones to die in their sleep when they're you know just at peace and there's no decline physically mental decline like with dementia or Alzheimer's or you know the physical mental decline with you know cancer you know being terminal and so forth and it comes to a point where that's where you know the strength of marriages and relationships come together and are you able to be there for your partner in a time of need instead of you know going out and partying you know with your friends all the time now, yeah I work my butt off I deserve to have time alone and go out with the guys or go out with the ladies we all need that but what happens when you're in a time of need if you have a, a sick relative that is you know maybe dying or doesn't have that much long uh, to live and it, it's very very you know what it's not easy it's very devastating it's emotional it puts you in emotional wreck and I had a I think it was uh, God child or God like child last week asked me as you can see in the you know behind me uh, over my shoulder there's a tissue box right and ask if clients do cry in you know in my office and I said yes a lot of times and I deal with you know not only couples battling with this and trying to get them together and being emotionally supportive in times of need when they have somebody that is ill or it's you know heaven forbid when a child they have a child that's dying of leukemia or cancer of other form of uh, you know what maybe muscular dystrophy or any other you know sick cruel illness and it's very difficult when you both are hurting 
and devastated and how you can be there for each other and it's so not easy and there's no magic pill a lot of professionals will do this do that and some people are just emotionally burnt and you know able to you know what they can't do it anymore and they peace out and I understand it and a lot of people that doesn't make it right or anything but I understand where people we have limits right we're humans and somebody you think that might be weak and might not be able to handle being there for you in time of need it's ironic yes you know what you expect the difference of what you expect turns out it's ironic that you don't expect them to be there they can't handle it they can't and then all, all of a sudden you know what they step up and you think the strong one the one that's always there strong emotionally strong has their you know crap together and all of a sudden they can't handle it emotionally they're just wrecked and they can't be there emotionally they don't know how to be there emotionally for one another so I want to dedicate this show to looking at you know nobody wants to talk about this stuff right everyone wants to talk about great stuff I believe me I love it I love I'm a smart ass I love joking around you know I like having fun and things low-key but I'm also you know what not afraid and I'm able to get into deep discussions about sex about this stuff okay and looking at you know what what would you do how would you be there for your partner and not only that you know what what does your partner need for you to be there for them okay and it's one of those things and I talk about when I was you know teaching college classes for a long time as well you know I would teach because of my grief work and stuff you know human sexuality which I think everybody knows but I would always you know also teach psychology of death and dying and it's one of those things that it gets you know and it's usually you know students are enduring you know someone dying it's just you know sort of going in the class and you always have someone a student whatever of all various ages to have a loved one that is you know passing away that's in hospice or cancer or they just dealt with someone that passed away and it's you know everybody assumes when we're dealing with certain things that we want um, you know what everybody wants the same thing in times of emotional need okay and one thing is you know what we don't know until we're in that situation a lot of people we don't talk about it right until it happens and then we're like oh everybody panics we're in a state of disarray that okay what do I do what do I do and in times of emotional need like this if you know you're sick or you had to have a you know operation I've had clients that had to have a emergency append you know appendectomy had appendicitis at birth I've had clients that you know heart attacks I've had clients that had you know gallbladders taken out hysterectomy because of bleeding complications a bunch of stuff that goes on and this is real life people and it's ironic how nobody talks about this stuff how are you gonna balance you know work the kids helping you know not only tend to the physical needs of a loved one that has an illness but the emotional toll of it as well and everybody assumes you know what the death aspect they assume are dying or an illness they assume everyone keys in on the physical ailment but what about the emotional needs of your significant other and this is one thing I want people to be able to talk about and we can think you know what we need right we might need you know this and that but when we're in that situation it might change we might flip the script because we're looking at fears we're looking at you know these situations that can upset us and it's not only 
you know, I know I'm talking about, you know, illnesses and losing a loved one or when we're sick and dealing with maybe a loved one or our partner that is, you know, dying of cancer and we're mourning and, you know, worried about this and taking care of them and uh, worried about the kids. But it's also, you know, being there in a state of a crisis situation, not only with an illness, but when one person might lose their job. You know what? You have a spouse that all of a sudden was mugged or, you know, unfortunately, you know, rape, that type of situation. And how are you there? Are you able to separate your own needs at those times and be able to focus on the emotional and physical needs of your partner and what it takes to be there for them? And being able to talk about, no, nobody wants bad stuff to happen. It's about being prepared and, you know what? looking at what do you need and sometimes in these crises we don't know what the hell we need we're dealing with this trauma right with this tragedy devastation we don't know what the hell we need and i tell people you know number one thing is to feel safe you know what i got you and that's about being there you know what whatever i can do i want to be there for you emotionally so whatever i can do you know it's to talk to them and a lot of people you know just talk and be there emotionally and tell them i love you and i care you know what i want the best for you that can do wonders right it doesn't take much to verbalize that you love that person and that you will you know be there as much as possible to help them emotionally and you know support them in a physical sense and it could be, you know, providing food. You're going to pick up more of the, the cooking duties, the cleaning duties. And it's not easy. And we get exhausted. And it's ironic how the human body and the human psyche tends to be able to step it up a little bit in times of crisis and times of need that you never thought was possible. It's ironic how we're made that way. And Treva, you mentioned just remember one day we all get old and need help. And karma is a bitch. <laughs> so remember that. Um, Treva, you're absolutely right. And it, it's so difficult. And there's a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, that I work with currently and over the years, you know, that, you know, they live paycheck to paycheck and they don't make a lot of money and they're, you know, they're poor and they don't, you know, they don't overspend. They just don't have the money, and if they miss work, they you know they could afford getting evicted from their apartment, you know their house getting foreclosed on, and it's ironic that in America there's not a lot of help out there. A lot of people will look at well, eh, too bad, you know, and it's that's sort of what's bad about the capitalist society where other countries you know you can you know take as much time off of work, Europe, European countries. And you can, you know, maybe they'll pay your wages for two months while you take care of that. You don't find that in America. But you know what? We have to deal with what we have, and it's about being there for one another. And, you know, waking up, you know, Monday, listening to the show, I love joking around, but it's a very, very tragic situation. And this brings, you know, a gray cloud, if you will, over, you know, the day talking about this stuff and maybe people listening to the show are dealing with this you know what if my you know sick one um is wheelchair bound are you gonna stay if my you know what my loved one gets cancer am i gonna be able to stay do i want to stay that type of thing <clears throat> and i remember uh i give him credit damon wayans um from in living color he's on the tv show now um with uh 
Oh, guy from uh, I can't even think his name right now, but he's on the show with uh, from uh, American Pie type move Stifler. There we go uh, on uh, Lethal Weapon, the old Lethal Weapon situation. But um, you know, Damon Williams said, you know, in the stand-up comedy, you know, I was thinking all this stuff. I asked my wife, you know what? If you know what, I got hit by a truck, you know, or a bus, and my legs got knocked off. Would you still love me and be with me? And he said, oh, my wife didn't even blink an eye. Said, yes, I would. And he goes, damn, she didn't even have to think about it, right? And now I pose that question to myself. If my wife got hit by a bus and her legs got knocked off, would I be able to be, you know, love her and still be with her? You know, and then he went on some jokes and stuff, um, which were hilarious in a way. But it's one of those situations. Do you love your partner enough to be able to be in that situation you know what that you'd be able to be a caregiver and there's a difference and for me personally you know if I was in that situation I don't want to be a burden to anybody that's my biggest fear you know I'm not scared of dying I'm not scared maybe how I die you know I, I don't want to be burned alive tortured that type of stuff I don't think anyone does but one of my biggest fear is being a burden you know physically emotionally um, on somebody I don't want that but unfortunately we might you know be in that situation and it's looking at you know do we take on we talk about the burden of love right and are we able to be there and be you know like godly child just said it's about you know being selfless you know is very important and it's an ebb and flow and it's looking at what we can live with so there's no you know re disrespect for our partner there's no disrespect for us and there's no regrets you know what, do we want to live with guilty that I just booked and left my loved one right there? And another situation, you know, being there for each other. Say you are dealing with and, you know, been battling about filing for a divorce, that you're not happy in a relationship or, you know, in a marriage. You're ready to break up. You're contemplating this. you talked about it. And, you know, you're ready to file divorce papers because you're miserable. And then all of a sudden your partner all of a sudden isn't an accident wheelchair bound they are come down with a terminal illness now what do you do you get me people it's not very easy and it's one of that situation am I being selfish by following through with this situation or am I or are they being selfish that they depend on me and they want me to stay because of now the life got switched you know and flipped upside down it's very, very difficult, and people deal with, with these circumstances and these decisions on a daily basis, and a lot of times we don't even hear about it, and it's very easy for people to point the finger and look at, I can't believe they left, I can't believe they're doing that, I can't believe they would do that to somebody, and it's not so easy, and we don't live in their shoes and their circumstances, and we look at, you know, what Godly Child mentioned about being self, you know, being selfish, and it is so not easy. It's very, very difficult. Treva, um, I was last year when I lost my eyesight. My 17-year-old daughter stood beside me. Thank God for her. Very strong. And that is awesome. It's ironic how, you know, certain people, you know, when tragedies happen and something like that is, it's, you know, it's devastating. Treva, I, I can only imagine. Um, that's all I can do because, you know what, I'm not in your shoes. And... You know, that's good that they stand beside you, and it's almost like they sacrificed their life and what's going on with them, 
and maybe their identity to take care of a loved one and no it's not easy and you hope you know what that it's not a permanent situation and let's face it death is the only thing that's permanent right but you look at you know what do we do that we can be there for each other how do you want your partner to be there for you in a time of need maybe it's just being there holding you comforting you offering emotional um affirmations that you're loved that you're cared for that you know what that they're there for you and would you do that for the other person and it's ironic when somebody you know you look at that and you expect somebody to be there for you your husband boyfriend wife girlfriend and all of a sudden they book you know they're not there anymore does that say more about you that you're not lovable that you're not worthy or does it you know say more about that person some people just can't emotionally do it some people are selfish you know so I look at a lot of people look at you know when you're dealing with pain when you're dealing with someone you know a loved one dying in front of your eyes on a daily basis and you know it it's so not easy people and people that never experienced this situation they look at I'd be there I'd be there but you don't know it unless you're living in it unless you have been through that situation especially sorry you know if it's someone that you know you care about and you're emotionally um, involved with and love you know it could be like a child it could be a parent it could be you know a best friend you know it doesn't have to be a relative someone that you are emotionally you know involved with and very close with you might you know be able to take care of somebody that is um, you know maybe you're not that emotionally involved or attached to and you can separate your emotions but when it's somebody that is part of your heart and part of your soul it's not that easy and that's why I always give um, hospice workers and you know home health care workers and nurses and all this stuff that take care of these people and help with that you know I give them a lot of credit it's so so not easy you know from an emotional standpoint to see somebody dying um, even if there is no emotional involvement but you know looking at how would you have this discussion with your partner you know what how can we be there for each other you know what and in times of need it's sort of ironic how many people we take for granted when times are good I want to know also right now how are you there for your partner now when they're not sick when they're you know they didn't lose their job when they don't have a loved one in time of need to take care of you know what are you there for each other maybe we take that for granted that oh yeah everything's fine hunky-dory day by day and you know what maybe we take them for granted and we're not there emotionally or maybe physically as much as they would like us to be and that's where we start feeling not love not appreciated taken you know for granted not respected all those factors come in and then when the crap hits the fan now what do you do and some people do pick it up some people are able to pick up their game and be there more than they've ever been before and some people let's face it emotionally they can't deal with it because it just rips them apart and they emotionally can't handle it I get that you know I don't blame I don't whatever and then we have people that can emotionally be there they just don't want to be and you look at you know peace out I'm still doing my thing you know what I'm still going out when I want to I could care less I work hard so anything that upright you know interferes with that too bad I'm not going to deal with it those are the selfish individuals so you look at is your partner going to be there for you 
And it's easy to say, oh yeah, I'll be there for them. When very, very you know, traumatic events happen in our life, it's not always easy. So think about it. Bring this up you know, in your, with your partner, in your relationship, and how would you be there for that person? And also, how would you want them to be there for you? And like I said, it's easy to talk about when things are going good. But when things, you know, the shit hits the fan, it's not that easy, okay? But I want you to be able to be prepared and talk about it. Not that I want bad things to happen, like I've always said, okay? But looking at, you know what, what would you do? How would you handle these situations to be prepared? And I'm going to tell you, you know what, you can think you're prepared emotionally, financially, you know, physically as much as possible. And when these things happen, man, they can test you. Big time. Then you realize, man, I'm not as ready or prepared as I thought I would be, okay? So you need to be able to look at, you know what, how can you be there for each other? Not only in times of need, but what about when things are going great between you two? We take that for granted and we stop doing the things that matter to one another and then we decline, okay? So share this video for a chance to win my book. Ooh, here's the new cover, people. There it is. Oh. Wrong cover, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I put the wrong picture up. My bad, my apologies. So um, I'll get the other cover up. That's the radio show logo. But, um, oh, my bad. I'm human. It's, um, I'll throw that up uh, later on. Probably tomorrow I'll get the right uh, cover. But um, you get a chance to win my book, the ebook version of The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite love and intimacy okay um check it out it's available on amazon.com also i am getting ready i'm going to be doing a membership uh group a monthly membership group it's going to be a facebook group it is there is going to be a small minimal fee but i am going to do live q a questions helping you out through your relationship or challenges it's almost like you get to ask me your personal questions um, and have me as your you know, personal therapist in a private group uh, membership setting, okay? So I'll have more information about that coming out shortly. And you know what? My website, theartofrelationships.org. Check it out. And happy Monday. Peace and love to everybody out there. Hopefully everybody takes care.